Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hollywood's greatest stars in Hollywood's greatest motion picture. From the glamorous movie capital of the world, we bring you Stars in the Air. Our play tonight, Hail the Conquering Hero. Our starring players, Eddie Bracken, William Demarest, and Nancy Gates. Our stage, the famous Screen Guild Theater. Good evening, this is John Jacobs. Welcome back to Stars in the Air to 30 Minutes of Transcribed Delight. Our story tonight goes back to the last war, the big war, to its tears and its laughs, and to the curious way it had of mixing them both. Stars in the Air is proud to bring you Paramount's great motion picture, Hail the Conquering Hero, starring William Demarest, Eddie Bracken, and Nancy Gates. William Demarest is a hard-boiled Marine sergeant who tells our story. You see, it's pretty early in the war, and we're fresh back from Guadalcanal. Only us six is a, a little wilted, you know, on account of we've lately met up with a pair of very unpatriotic dice. Six of us, and exactly 15 cents between us. <laughs> so we march into this joint and order one beer. That's right, one beer. But when the waiter comes back... Here you are, gentlemen. Six beers, six sandwiches. Six beers, six sandwiches? And everything paid for. Paid for? By who? That little guy over there at the end of the bar. Yeah? Come on, guys. We got to thank you. Yeah, let's go over and thank that guy. Hey, buddy. Was these beers from you? Oh, that's all right. I just happened to hear the waiter say something about six Marines and one beer and maybe you ought to serve it with straws. He said that, huh? Where is he? <laughs> I already told him. Maybe we should tell him some more. Come on, next, you guys. This is strictly social. Come on, drink up. Thanks, civilian. Here's to you. Semper Fidelis. Hey. Semper Fidelis. Hey, you know our motto. Yeah, I know the motto. Was you in the Marine Corps, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, hey, bartender, set him up again. Hey, that's very nice. Uh, how, uh, how long have you been out, son? From the Marines? Yeah. I was only in a month. <laughs> hey, you hardly had time to get corns on your feet. <laughs> hey, how come you're out? Were you wounded? How could he get wounded in boot camp? He could have fell off a roof or uh, he could have got kicked by it a It was uh, hay jeeper. fever. <laughs> chronic hay fever. <clears throat> Gee, chronic, huh? That's the worst kind. That's a tough break. <laughs> tough break. Say, did you try the Army or the Navy? They'll take anything. They wouldn't take me. I went into a shipyard. Uh, that's tough. Anyway, you were doing the job. I suppose so, but not the job I wanted to do. See, I was kind of born to be a Marine. My father was killed at Bella Wood the day I was born. Almost the same hour. Yeah, All I ever thought about was being a Marine. I, I did exercises. I never drank or smoked. I studied all about them. I can tell you every battle the Marines were in from 1775 down to now. New Providence, Fort Nassau, the Second Battle of Trenton, the Bonhomme Richard and the Serapis, hmm. Tripoli in 1805, Nuka Hive in 1812, the Battle of Hatchie-Lusty River in 1837, 
Veracruz in 46, Capultepec, the halls of Montezuma, Panama in 85, Guantanamo Bay in 98, mm. then the Philippines, the Boxer Rebellion in China, Nicaragua, Coitepe Hill, Fort Riviera in Haiti, then Chateau Terry, Bella Wood, the charge at Soissons, Sammy Hale, and now Wake Island, Guam, Bataan, Corregidor, Guadalcanal. They bled and died. They gave me a big send-off when I left. The band was playing, the crowd was hollering, my mother crying. Everybody wondering if I'd come home a general or just a sergeant like my father. Well, it's one thing to go home with medals on your chest and another thing to go home with hay fever <laughs> and a medical discharge. You mean you ain't been home? Nah, yeah. I wrote my mother I was going across. That's a terrible thing to do to your mother. <laughs> You ought to be ashamed. I am. You say your father was a sergeant at Bellawood? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah? I was at Bellawood. What was his name? True Smith. True Smith? You mean Hinky Dinky's True Smith? That's right. But he was my sergeant. I saw him fall. Right then I was being born in Oak Ridge. Say, did you know your father got the Congressional Medal? I grew up with it. They hung it on me. That's where she lives, huh, Oak Ridge? Who? Your mother. Sure. You ought to be ashamed of you. <laughs> ah, take it easy, Bugsy. Go away and cool off, will you? Now, go on. Treating his mother that way, you ought to be ashamed <laughs> What did I do to him? Oh, don't pay no attention to him. Bugsy never had a mother. He's from an orphan's home. A little screwy, too. Yeah, but he's all right. He got a little shot up. There's nothing serious here. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't... Well, so you're Hinky Dinky's kid, huh? That's right. What's your name? Woodrow Lafayette Pershing Truesmith. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Ah, that ain't nothing to laugh at to anybody that knows anything. My name is Heffelfinger. <laughs> Julius Heffelfinger. But just call me Sarge. And boy, we got a lot to talk about. Hey, bartender, set him up again. Another round for... Uh, oh, pardon me. That's all right, Sergeant. The beers are on me. <laughs> Louie is laying out there and he's hit pretty bad. And somebody says, you got to get him, see? And one of the boys says, uh, let's draw lots. But Hinky, he says, I'm the sergeant, see? And he starts right out hey, and... your mother's on the phone. She wants to talk to you. Will you pipe down, Bugsy? I... What? Not your mother. <laughs> the kids. You mean my mother? Yeah, she's on the phone collect. You dumb cluck. How can I talk to my mother if I'm overseas? You ain't. You just come back with us from Guadalcanal. You're going home tomorrow. Going home? Bugsy, you nuts. He's trying to keep his mother from knowing he ain't been... You want to make some, Ivor? Pipe down. <laughs> Kid, you better get on that phone. Right there, in the booth. Yeah, come on. Hello? Is that you, Mama? Hello, Mama. Sure, I'm all right. Of course I am. I never felt better in my life. How have you been, Mama? Daisy. Shut up. Uh. <laughs> did you get my letters, Mama? You did, huh? Oh, that's fine. I, I was afraid you might have been worried, and I... I you, huh? That I was wounded and honorably discharged from the service? Who told you that? I didn't want it to worry no more. <laughs> oh, now, now, 
Now, wait a minute, Mama. Look, you can hardly call it a wound. It was more like a scratch. It was more like a fever. Just a little fever, that's all, Mama. No, honest, I- I'm fine. I take my vitamins every day. <laughs> that I'm coming... Look, Mama, I can't come home, Mama. I, I can't, that's all. Well, sure, I want to come home. Why wouldn't I? I'm crazy to see you and Libby and, and, and everybody, but... This is war, Mama. Hey, hold it. Give me that phone. You can go home. Huh? I just figured it out. Here, give me that phone. Wait a minute, please. Just a minute. <laughs> Hello, uh, Mrs. Trusmith? Will you give me this that? This is Sergeant Heffelfinger. Wait a minute, Sergeant. I she... guess maybe you never heard of me, of huh? Of course not. She doesn't... But know... I was a friend of Hinky Dink. <laughs> Look, Sergeant, I, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I, I, I know you meant it for the best, taking me home, but I... Uh, and I don't mind laying out for the seven tickets or anything. I'm... I'm honored to have you go home with me. Honored. But it's just wearing this uniform. It makes me nervous. Well, you can't go home without it. Well, I shouldn't go home with it and, and, and this medal. Oh, that. That was just for pulling a Frenchman out of a creek or something. Now, don't worry about it. Yeah, you gotta think about your mother. The regulations are very clear. You can wear your uniform home, yes, but not longer than 30 days. Suppose you was laid off in South Africa. Yeah, and you went home on foot. They can't tell you how to go home. You can go home on a pogo stick. The regulations is very elastic. And besides, you gotta think about your mother. (laughs) You know, Sarge, his uniform don't look right. He ought to have the battle blaze. Well, I'm not gonna have the battle blaze. It's bad enough like this. Now, take it easy. Who's going to notice anything? You slip off the train, up a side street, your mother's waiting on the front porch, you put your arms around her. That's right. You get out of your uniform, you salt it away in mothballs, and there you are. She's happy, you're happy, everybody is happy, and nobody is happy. It isn't only my mother. I I got a girl, too. I mean, I did have her. Her name is Libby. What did you tell her? Well, I, I told her I fell for somebody else, so she wouldn't wait. Oh, you can figure some angle for her. I, I can't. I tell you, I'm no good at lying. And, and suppose I see someone I know at the station. We'll surround you. You got nothing to worry about. Coming into Oakley, kids. Brush you off for reception. Reception? What reception? Oh, I reckon you ought to know. You're the only folks who's getting off here. Huh? Hey. And a band. What do you mean, a band? They got four bands. And will you look at the signs? Welcome, Woodrow. Hey. I gotta get out of this uniform. Where's my suitcase? Porter, Porter, unlock that door. Okay, boss. Not while we're in the station. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! Four bands and only one medal. That ain't right. I told you, you should have had the battle plane. And the Navy Cross. The Congressional Medal. Kid, you just have to change uniform. Not me. I'm getting out of here. Come but on, now, keep cool. Will you grab him, guys? Is something wrong with him? I, I, I don't know, Libby. It must be the fever. Woodrow! Woodrow! Mama! Ouch! <laughs> Hello, Mama! Oh, Hello, Libby! Woodrow! Woodrow! Woodrow, we're so proud of you! What did you say? I said we're so proud of you! We'll kill you! Ouch! Come on, let's get out of here! Just a minute, Woodrow! Just a minute! What do you want? 
Mr. Just a minute. Yeah, I'm the chairman, you see. I want to give you the schedule, Woodrow. Sch- schedule? What schedule? In the reception ceremonies. Now, let me see. First, the General Zabriskie's Wait statue. a minute, Doc. I can't oh, go... Oh, you just say a few words. You know, uh, unprepared as I am to lay this wreath with reverence and admiration. Admira- and so ad- forth and so forth. forth. No, look, but... Yeah, and from there to the church, the church to burn the mortgage. The, the mo- what mortgage? What yeah, mortgage? On your mother's home. We raised the money this morning. I no. think that was very nice. Oh, but they can't. They can't do that. Sure they can. You're a hero. But... And then Mayor Royal's going to make a speech. He always does, you know. <laughs> and then we'll discuss the monument. The mi- what monument? <laughs> it's by public subscription. Nothing elaborate, you understand. It's something modest and no. granite. You and your father shaking hands. Oh, no. And a bronze inscription, like father, like son. You can't. Yeah, I think that's all. Oh, but I... Woodrow, isn't that wonderful? Look, Mama, I can't let him do it. You don't understand. Stand. What's I, the matter? I, you want to disappoint your mother? That's right. Call the rest of them jerks. All right, now. Into the cars. It would roll. Wait you a minute. Look, I can't. Look, I'm trying to explain. You can't fly. Hey, Judge. Judge Dennis. Yeah, hello, Sheriff. What's up? Judge, have I got a great idea. What? You've been saying we need a progressive candidate for mayor. So what? So we got him. Got him? Got who? What's the matter with Woodrow Truesmith? Woodrow Truesmith for mayor? Hey, that's great! That's great! Ah, gee, uh, cute little house you got here, Woody. I'll say. Nice and quiet after all them civic doings. Boy, what a day! What a day! Sure, for you, Sarge. But what about me? What do I do now? Nothing much, Woody. You just let it blow over. Did you ever see a statue blow over? <laughs> oh, that. Well, uh, maybe you could be sort of hard to please. But uh, uh, they wanted standing up, so you wanted sitting down. Oh. They wanted shaking hands. You want the hands behind your back. But now wait. Till one day they say, "Do you want it or don't you?" And you say, "No." And there you are. Well, what do I do about the mortgage? Uh, you just uh, uh, now look. I tell you, the law blow over. Everything is perfect. Except for a couple of details. They hang people for a couple of details. Woodrow. Huh? Judge Dennis is here for you. J- uh, Judge, De- De- uh, Judge Dennis. Uh, he's, he's yes, here. with Doc Bissell and the sheriff. I knew it. Here it comes. Now, don't worry. We, we'll surround you. Yeah, you were going to surround me at the station, remember? Come in, Sheriff. Come right in, Judge. Oh, so, gosh. there you are, Woodrow. Oh, hello, uh, Judge, uh, Judge uh, uh, Dennis. Young man, huh? I'm surprised at you. Where are the medals? Oh, the the, the me- medals. Uh, uh, oh, well, I, I just... Uh, I, uh, warm at the train. I shouldn't have, I suppose. You hear that, I, Sheriff? Make a note of it. Got it, Judge. Okay, I'm... I'm ready. I, come on, let's... Let's go. Oh, there's no need to go. Huh? We plan to do it right here. But yeah? Now, look here, Judge. Please, Sergeant. This is personal. Woodrow, there's something rotten in this town. <laughs> I know. That's why we're here. I know it, Sheriff, but uh, do you have to do it in front of my mother? Well, why not? This town needs to be awakened, Woodrow. We need an honest man who will tell us the truth. An honest man who will tell the truth and win. We got an honest man who tells the truth, but Doc Bissell only pulls 32 votes outside of his brother and his wife. And I'm not sure about my wife. (laughs) So, Woodrow, I want you to take my place. 
But, Doc, I, I, I'm not a veterinary. I, I hardly know one end of a horse from a... a, a... <laughs> Woodrow, huh? we want you to run for mayor. For mayor? For mayor? You for mayor? Woodrow! Oh, it must be the fever. He's fainted. Oh. Well, maybe he wouldn't accept the nomination. Maybe it would be too much for him. No, sir. Wouldn't be too much at all. Sergeant, you're... You're, you're sure? Why, sure, I'm sure. Speaking for the U.S. Marines, I say, dead or alive, he's going to be mayor. <laughs> you are listening to Hail the Conquering Heroes, starring Eddie Bracken, Nancy Gates, and William Demarest. Our story will continue in just a moment, but first, here's a friendly word to the wise. Tarzan, yes, the one and only Tarzan, straight from the jungles, brings you his new adventures every Saturday night on most of these same stations. Listen for Tarzan this Saturday night on CBS Radio. Now back to Stars in the Air and our Paramount picture, Hail the Conquering Hero, starring Eddie Bracken as Woodrow Truesmith, Nancy Gates as Libby, and William Demarest as the sergeant who continues our story. Well, that Woodrow for mayor gets around mighty fast. We want Woodrow! We want Woodrow for our mayor! And pretty soon they got a king-sized rally out in front of the house. And he keeps shouting for Woodrow to make a speech. So he makes a speech. Yes, sir, he stands right up there on the porch and says... Ladies and gentlemen, I, uh... I... I wish I were dead. Honest, <laughs> uh... I'm no hero. I don't deserve to be mayor. You hear that, folks? That's how modest he is. No. But you listen to me and I'll tell you about he, him. No. I'll tell you how he saved my life. Saved you? No. Wait, wait a minute, Sarge. It was this way. Look. We're on the beach at Tenerife Bay. Oh, no. And all of a sudden we hear, here they come. And the Woodrow, you shouldn't drink too much, no matter how you feel like celebrating. Libby, are you gonna start now? Woodrow, I, I'm only thinking of your own good. Well, there are too many people thinking of my own good, I, and I'll tell you something else. I have something to tell you, Woodrow. All right, but the less you're seen hanging around here, the better it'll be for you, you understand? Now, I'm telling you that for your good. Well, you needn't think I want to cash in on your glory. Who said anything I about... just wanted to tell you I'm going to be married. Married? To Forrest Royal, the mayor's son. And the only reason I didn't tell you all day but was... that's wonderful. ...was because I didn't want to spoil your homecoming. But that's great. That's the first good news I heard all day. <laughs> well, I'm glad you feel that way about it. At least I don't have to worry about you. Who ever asked you to worry about me? What, Libby? Everyone's I, I... saying I threw you over to marry Forrest Royal while you were fighting overseas. As but if the... I do such a thing. Yeah. But I couldn't go around wearing your letter in my hat so they'd know you'd fallen in love with somebody else. Well, that's... Which was... is your perfect right, of course. And I'm deeply in love with Forrest. And then you have to come back a heap... A he, heel. A hero. A hero. So now they can say, you see, it served her right. Listen, Libby, you don't know how well off you are. I know how I felt when you jilted me. Libby, listen, you gotta forget me. Just forget me for good. Of course, there's no hope for Mom. She'll just have to leave town, but... <laughs> you can always say you suspected me, and that's why you broke off with me and married Forrest, who's all right if you like people like that. <laughs> Then you won't get hurt, see? 
Woodrow, I... Now I can tell you that that letter I wrote was the hardest thing I ever did in all my life. I thought about you every night, every morning, and every afternoon. And every girl I saw reminded me of you, and every flower I wanted to send to you. That's why I'm so happy, see. Because you had such a narrow escape. Woodrow, I, I think you're a little feverish. Who, me? I'm just a little phony, that's all. A little. You? A phony? That's right. They'll all find it out soon enough. But I was never in Guadalcanal or any place else. I never got any medals. I wasn't even in the Marines, really. You understand? Oh, darling, you, you had a very hard day. Yes, but wait till tomorrow comes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, friends, I'm, uh, I'm going to be very brief. You didn't come here to listen to me. You came to hear the man that fate brought back to us just in time to lead us to victory at the polls. And so, I give you our hero candidate, the next mayor of Oak Ridge, Woodrow Trusmith. Ladies and gentlemen, I was born in this town. My father was born here. I sold papers on the street to most of you who are here tonight. I, I've known you all my life. Your friendship means a good deal to me, and I... I want you to know how much it would have meant to me to be the mayor, or the city clerk, or the assistant city clerk, or the dog catcher of, of this town, which was my grandfather's farm. By the same token, I would have gladly given my life to have earned just one of the many ribbons you've seen me wearing on my chest. If I could reach as high as my father's shoestrings, my whole life would be justified and I would stand here before you proudly instead of as a thief and the coward that I am. A coward because I should have told you a year ago that I was discharged from the Marine Corps for medical unfitness. A thief because I stole your admiration. I stole the ribbons. I stole this nomination. I have never been in Guadalcanal or any place else. I've been working in a shipyard for the last year. I'm telling you all this because too many men have bled and died for you and, and for me to live this lie any longer. I'm going home now and pack my things so this will be my last chance to say goodbye. I, I know my mother will give you back the mortgage and I, I hope you won't hold it against her that the son didn't quite come through. It's no use telling you I'm sorry because I, I, I wish I were dead. Guess that's all. Please, please, if everyone will keep their seats. That's what I say. Now, don't anyone move. Sit down. Now, listen to me. Come on, now, there's six of us, see? And we're from Guadalcanal and we ain't fooling. Now, there's just one thing I want to tell you. I've seen a lot of brave men in my life. That's my business. But what that kid just done took real courage. And now that he's shot off his mouth, you might as well hear the truth about it. The whole thing started in San Francisco. A lonely little kid trying to forget all the things he'd been dreaming about all his life. Woodrow, you'd better take your muffler. In case it's cold, where you go? I don't think there's a chance, Mama. <laughs> you mustn't feel too bad. I know you meant it for the best, dear. I know you meant it for me. Woodrow, 
Libby. Woodrow, I, I hope you can afford two tickets. Because I'm going with you. You're going with me? Of course I am. I've never loved anybody but you, and you've never loved anybody but me. Well, you can't say it's just because you're a hero, can you? Oh, Woodrow, and I think I almost lost you. Libby, please, look, you got to be sensible. What's being sensible got to do with love? But don't you see, hey, I... Hey, Woody! Wait, wait a minute. Listen! What, Woodrow, look! Why, it's the whole town, almost! What is it, a lynching? Run, Woodrow. Go on, out the back way. No, I'll stay and face the music. Well, I'm glad we caught you, Woodrow. Yeah, right in the nick of time. Hey, away. Woodrow, we had quite a talk after you left the rally. The sergeant told us a few things. Quite a few things. That you had forgotten to mention, Woodrow. Look, I, I told you everything, Judge. I, I... Naturally, the nomination went back to Doc Bissell. Naturally. But... He got up and said... Uh, I said, ladies and gentlemen... The doc's a little long-winded, so I boiled it down. <laughs> he said that you just proved you were honest, loyal, and courageous. This town couldn't possibly find a better mayor. I, I don't understand. I, I'm a little dizzy. We're all a little dizzy, Woodrow. But that's the simple truth. We want you for mayor. You mean you still want me? For the love of Pete, can't you understand English? Now, hurry up and accept, will you? Because the boys ain't got much time. We got to catch that train. Oh, but, Sarge, where did you get the six tickets? Oh, we raised them at the rally. Public subscription. <laughs> Gee, Sarge, I, I... I don't know what to say. I Don't say it. It was a pleasure. Anything for the son of an old friend. I knew the Marines could do almost anything, but I, I never knew they could do anything like this. <laughs> You got no idea. Well, so long, pal. Semper Fidelis. Semper Fidelis. Semper Fidelis. And so the curtain falls on the unforgettable Paramount picture, Hail the Conquering Hero. And back on stage for a few final words, here are the stars who made our story so delightful. Eddie Bracken, William Demarest, and Nancy Gates. Johnny, I, I know we're rushed for time, so I'll just say it's wonderful to be here and a privilege to help a great cause like the Motion Picture Relief Fund. And fun to be back with my old pal, Bill Demarest, and such a promising, lovely, luscious new star like uh, Nancy Gates. <laughs> Bill, do you have anything to say? How could I? You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, Bill, I have something to suggest. Uh, uh, what, Nancy? Uh -huh. Well, uh, Johnny Jacobs is so impatient to announce next week's show, I suggest we run along and let him announce it. Hey, not a bad idea. Come on, Nancy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Nancy, come on. This Thanks time. again. Good night. Next week, a story that will steal away your hearts. A story of a man and a boy, of life and death, of dreams and hopes that go beyond our everyday world. Yes, it's MGM's provocative and intriguing story, On Borrowed Time. And it will star that grand old man of the screen, Lionel Barrymore, and Beulah Bondi, and Reed Hadley. Be sure to listen. Hail the Conquering Hero is presented through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, whose latest release is a George Stevens production, Something to Live For, starring Joan Fontaine, Ray Milland, and Teresa Wright. William Demarest has just completed John Ford's What Price Gloria, 20th Century Fox production. Eddie Bracken will soon be seen starring in the Warner Brothers picture About Face. 
Nancy Gates, will soon be seen in the exciting Paramount picture, The Atomic City. Also heard in our cast tonight were Ed Max, Shep Mencken, Harry Lang, Herb Vigran, Norma Varden, Lou Merrill, Frank Nelson, Norman Field, and Joe Granby. Stars in the Air was transcribed in Hollywood. This is John Jacobs. And remember the comedy treat that can't be beat is Jack Benny Time Sunday nights on the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>